Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where you watch a different horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Hey, Ben. Hi, Bob. How how are you? Better than you. Yeah? Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Motherfucker. Hey, guys. Um, Sorry if Bob sounds like he wants to kill himself. That's because he does. Yeah. He just spent, like, the last two hours trying to set up. It's Adobe Audition. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't work. Why? That's just how the program is. The world will never know. So if Bob sounds like he's in a bad mood, that's why. Yeah, I just spent two hours being really pissed off at a program trying to set it up so we could record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a separate note, this will not be the first episode that's come out like this, but it is the first one you're hearing uh, where we're in a different space recording. Yeah. Like, this is the first one we're recording. It's not the first one you'll hear. Yeah. So hopefully the problem will be fixed by the time you hear audio like this. It, it even is a problem because I'm yeah. going to be honest, when I listened to it earlier, it sounded fine. Okay. Well, then... Whatever. If we sound different, that's yeah. why. And we haven't had a chance to fix the issue yet. If there is one, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. If it yeah. sounds echoey and weird, we're in a new room because I moved houses. So, and I didn't know this. This room has two concrete walls. <laughs> I was unaware. They're painted, and I was trying to hang stuff up, and I tapped it to try and find a stud and went, ow, that's a brick wall that I just tapped. Yeah. So, you know. But it'll be interesting because you'll be able to hear what the difference is between these special episodes is and the actual board episodes which tend to come out in real time it's true it's true i have a bunch of foam i need to hang up essentially is what the thing is yeah and it'll, sound ho- dampening. it'll hopefully be hanged up before next time we yeah. record maybe if i have time we'll see anyways today we're continuing uh with part 11 of the friday the 13th franchise fuck yeah and also part eight of the nightmare saga Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this eight? is. Yeah. Damn. Because this is uh, Freddy versus Jason. I was unaware that this was actually canon on the timelines. Like, this counts as 11. Yeah. I That's didn't... because there's no canon in those timelines. It's a, it's a loose canon. Well, yeah. It, what, what do you mean, yeah? I mean, like, there's nothing that wouldn't be canon, Bob. No, I know, but as I. As long as it was... was a movie made with the rights, it's fine. My thing is, I just always assumed. That this movie would be like a separate thing that didn't count, I guess, as oh, like a spinoff thing. Okay, you can treat it that way. It's still the eleventh and the eighth movie in both things, because it's the eleventh movie to free feature Jason and the eighth movie to feature Freddy. I also didn't know that this was that far along in Nightmare too. Yeah, I mean, no matter how how much you count it or don't count it, it happened and is counted as the eleventh and eighth movie respectively. I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> don't I don't understand what the issue is. No, there's no issue. I just like I when I in my frame of reference, I guess I just assumed that it would be separate. That's all. But it's not, which is kind of cool. Anyways, description: Who will win? Who will win? Actually, I've seen this movie and I don't remember. That's that's great. Length: It's an hour and thirty-seven minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Thank God. IMDb gave it a five point seven out of ten. It's not bad. Tomato meter of forty-one percent. Eh. And audience score fifty percent. That's actually, you know what? Those are some pretty good scores, considering... It's middling. Yeah. And for something that they worked on for... Literal decades? Literal decades. It's kind of disappointing. I mean, fair enough. I'm, this came out in 2003. Yeah. And they've been, like, pretty... Talking about it since the 80s. I mean, I'm sure they were talking about it longer, but they've been pretty seriously considering it since the time of, like, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. Which came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. 
So like, but it's cool. Like that's my thing with this film is like I'm sure it won't be amazing, but it's definitely going to be a cool movie. No, it, it's it's cool because of what it is, and especially the time period it came out. Because you have to remember this is before like. All the shared universe Marvel bullshit that has become super common nowadays. Yeah. Like, crossovers don't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But back when this came out, it was mostly unheard of. So, it, it is really cool. And it's, like, this cool moment in horror cinema. It's just, like, for something that you worked on for near, like, 20 years, you expect it to be hopefully really, really good. Mm. And if it's not, that feels kind of disappointing i mean fair enough that's fair anyways uh it has two wins and 11 nominations for awards that's actually a lot compared to all the other films in this franchise fair enough but keep in mind it has double the attention i guess that's fair you're getting all the nightmare fans on all the friday fans yeah and people who are just interested i mean that's overlap but you know what i mean yeah sure and it's probably not cumulative it's probably multiplicative for interest yeah anyways uh notable actors uh monica kina as laurie Campbell. Uh, she played Marion while you were sleeping. Kelly Rowland as Kia Watterson played Gladys Knight from American Soul. She was on three episodes in 2019. Jason Ritter as Will Rowland. Uh, he played Paul Fletcher in Raise Your Voice. Christopher Marquette as Charlie Linderman played Linus in Fanboys. Lachlan Monroe as Deputy Scott Stubbs he played Greg in Scary Movie. Catherine Isabel as Gib Smith. She played Ginger in Ginger Snaps. Brendan Fletcher as Mark Davis uh, played Fryman in The Revenant. Zach Ward as Bobby Davis played Nikolai Genovev in Resident Evil Apocalypse. Kyle Labine as Bill Freeberg played Deputy Hobbs in Scor- Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Christopher Gauthier as Shaq played Seymour in Watchmen. David Kopp as Blake played Ethan Jarluski from J-Pod. He was on 13 episodes in 2008. Jesse Hutch as Trey Cooper. Played Argent Russell Tavaroff from Batwoman. He was on 10 episodes from 2020 to 2021. Tom Butler as Dr. Campbell. Played Captain Sam McKinnon in Snakes on a Plane. Gary Chalk as Sheriff Williams. Played Inspector Andrew Polachuk from Cold Squad. And then Paula Shaw as Pamela Voorhees. She played Mrs. Byrne from uh, Mr. Young. On 44 episodes from 2011 to 2013. Whoa, she's in this? Pamela Voorhees, I mean. I mean, for That's like cool. three seconds. I mean, it's still cool. Like, we haven't seen anything from her since, what, two? I mean, yeah, but it's not Betsy Palmer. It's not, but I mean, it's still cool they bring the character back. Yeah. Okay, bro. I'm Are trying they... to be a little excited here. Uh, it doesn't really count as bringing the character back. Why not? I mean, like, it's kind of cool to see them again, but like... There's a certain amount of time I would consider getting the character back. Mm. And this is not really it, you know? I mean, I guess, but, like, it's still cool that they're doing something with her. I guess. Also, cool that Kyle Levine's in this. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just, I mean, it's cool. That's it's fair. A, it's yeah. a person that I like a lot from a movie that we watched fairly recently, I guess. Even though that was probably a billion episodes ago by now. What movie was that? Tucker and Dale. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's why I'm excited to see him. He's cool. There's a shitload of actors in this movie, and I hope that means what I think it means. We'll see. But I'm just excited to see, because like, we haven't watched a Nightmare film on this podcast yet, and that's something that I want to do really bad, but we don't have an excuse to watch them yet. We haven't had an excuse to have them on the board. We also wanted to do Friday first, because A, I think it's probably more popular, but also B, we 
couldn't really come up with any excuse to watch it otherwise. And we needed to watch it before the convention. So it was like, we'll just do the whole thing. Hey, Bob. Yep. Are you thinking of Tyler Labine? Yep. Okay. Same last name, though. It is. That's why I got him confused. This is Kyle Labine. Kyle, not Tyler. Damn. Never this mind. Is, I'm those not are as different people. <laughs> it was like, that guy's not in, in that movie. Well, I got their. Uh, look, last names, man. Damn. All right. Now I'm less excited. Director's Ronnie Yu. He also directed Bride of Chucky. Oh, I've seen that. But did you like it? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, writers Damian Shannon and the other writers Mark Swift. They both worked on Baywatch as writers. The movie. Okay, I was about to say the show. Baywatch. The movie. Baywatch the movie. The movie <laughs> with isn't. Oh, who is in that? Zac Efron. Yeah. Yep. The Rock. The Rock, and then someone else. So other people. Budget estimated at thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars. Of course, it was going to be a lot. With a box office of a hundred and sixteen point six million. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's the highest grossing film in each franchise. There's no way. Obviously, you people would be so excited for this. I'm excited for this, and I've already seen it before. Like, you don't have to really be interested in either franchise to be excited about it. And like yeah. I said, when it came out, crossovers weren't really a thing. So this was kind of like, oh my god, whoa. I mean, I'm excited, bro. Country of origin, United States. There wasn't really, like, taglines that I saw a lot on posters. Okay. Um, just because the name is tagline enough. Sure. You know, tells you what's going to happen. However, one of the ones I I saw listed on the list was Evil Will Battle Evil. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, that one's kind of cool. Now, I already said this is the eighth installment in Nightmare and the 11th in Friday the 13th. Yep. If you're wondering, like, chronologically, it's apparently set after Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Okay. And then after Jason goes to hell, the final Friday. Yeah, because Jason X specifically takes place after that movie. Yeah. Like, timeline-wise, after this movie occurs. Yes. Notice how, mess with it. notice how both of them have the epithet, the final. Yep. Which and I think it's, it's very funny. Now they're going to fight. Um, Which is actually kind of fair, because this is the last movie in either franchise before the reboot. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so both of them have a reboot. Rad. Which comes right after this movie. Okay. I think the only other thing I want to talk about is the fact that this movie doesn't have a sequel, obviously. <laughs> There's no Freddy versus Jason 2 electric boogaloo. Uh, however, it was thought for a while that they were going to do a Freddy versus Jason versus oh. as like a as a third thing mm. where they upped the stakes and added someone else. Who would it be, though? And um, face. No, it was originally supposed to be Evil Dead. Oh. Because, remember, everything's under Paramount right now. Mm. So it had to be a Paramount thing. And that never got made, obviously. Oh, what? Everything's not under Paramount anymore. They stole, Remember, they sold this new line. Oh, new line, whatever. You oh, know so it had to be a new line thing. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't know, man. But I just wanted to make sure because I was confused. Anyways, they were they were going to do, uh, I guess, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. From Evil Dead? Yeah. But that never got made. It was scrapped. But they did take the idea and make it a comic book. As that often happens. So there's like a limited series that's called uh, Fred versus or Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. So that's cool. You can check that out if you want. All right. On that note, though, we're going to go watch this movie. Oh, that okay. came out in 2003. So we'll be back. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished watching Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. So um, it's it's meh. Yeah, I would say it's 
and I, first of all, I've seen this movie before. We've established that. Rewatching it, so much worse. Yeah. Than I remember. I mean, I think ninety percent of the appeal is the spectacle, right? Yep. And then aside from that, it's eh. it's whatever. They just do a lot of stuff that, and I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about it. Doesn't make any sense for either character, and they're just doing it because it's a mashup movie, and who cares? Yeah. Which is really upsetting because that's not something you want from a film like this. It's like you want to see integral parts of both characters represented, and you really don't, and that's what blows. You see references. Yeah. That's about it. And I, I think it's like I said at the beginning before we watched the movie where it's like you had 20 years or so to plan this out and do a good job, and I think it's I'm more frustrated that it didn't turn out good because of that. Yeah. Than I would have been if like it just they made it. Mm-hmm. No, I totally understand that. They had so much time to plan and like plot, and they just never landed on something that I think would turn out well. Like I don't hate the idea for this script. No, I think there's a lot of issues overall with this movie, but it's not bad. No, it's underwhelming, and that's the problem. Yeah. Because there's some parts of it where I go, that's actually pretty fucking cool. And those are the parts where I go, that's pretty fucking stupid. I mean, yeah, the premise is great. Oh, sick premise. So for like us to kind of go meh. Sucks. Sucks. Uh, on that note, though, uh, spoilers for the movie going in because I'm going to give my brief description here. Uh, and then we're going to actually talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm. Not sure how much we're actually going to have to say about this movie. Yeah. Because, again, it's pretty meh. But also, it's kind of a nothing movie. Yeah. Like, not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. But the general plot here is it starts with an exposition dump from Freddy Krueger. And that's actually something you're going to notice a lot in this movie is a lot of characters essentially talking to the camera to explain stuff. Which is stupid. My understanding for why that happened is like the the script before the one that was used for the movie was like super long and it was condensed down. And so to make certain things make sense because they didn't they weren't able to like show them in Mm -hmm. the way they wanted to. They just told us. Which is annoying. Which is very, very annoying. There's a couple scenes where we watched where Bob was just like, ugh. But the, my problem with that is they do other scenes where they give exposition, exposition in a natural way that feels good. Yeah. And I don't understand where the disconnect is for those certain scenes. You know what I mean? There's also, there's especially one scene in particular, but there's a couple where like something happens that shows you something oh and then God. it is then explained to you. It's like you could have just showed me it. I, I totally understand what just happened and you didn't have to explain it like that. There's a, there's a really egregious one with Freddy Krueger. Oh my, he breaks the fourth wall completely. Yeah. It's awful. But after the thing happens and you can totally figure out what happened. I put it together and then he explained it to me and I was just like, shut up. Anyways, it starts with an exposition dump from Freddy Krueger as well as a bunch of flashbacks to the previous Nightmare films, which I will say kind of cool to see. Like, it's a, it's a decent, like, flashback on uh, the Nightmare f- franchise, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of frustrating from someone who's coming from, like, Friday the 13th because we just get a cap of, like, a recap of the Nightmare franchise. We don't get any Friday stuff at all. No. I'm going to be honest. I You said this during the film. I don't know if anyone who made this movie had seen a single Friday the 13th film before they made this film because it, it feels like they used Jason as a vehicle for a bunch of bullshit where they could have just used insert generic killer here. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like the timing care that they took for Freddy's stuff was taken into account for Jason's stuff, which really sucks. Yeah, it's kind of just meh on a lot of that. I do want to mention that I think part of the reason for, like, why there's such a heavy nightmare focus because mm-hmm. I think they own 
like all the previous New Line films. Oh. But they don't own like all the all the Friday films. Yeah, but but that being said, they really don't mention any of the Friday films that Mm-mm. New Line produced. No, because well, they could mention one of them, but they don't. Yeah, they don't mention either of them. Well, they can't mention Jason X because it takes place after this one. But they really don't mention Jason Goes to Hell, which I'm fine with. I hate like, that movie. <laughs> At the beginning of this film, Jason isn't even asleep. No. He's just... Well, he's asleep. He's not in hell. Uh, anyways, long story short, Freddy Krueger starts with this expedition dump that's basically like none of the kids in Springfield... Springview. Is it Springview? Yeah. Fair enough. Anyways, none of the kids in my hometown are afraid of me anymore, so I can't kill them, which I want to raise the purpose of... Or the, the point of how long has it been that none of these 18-year-old teenagers have any idea you exist. Yeah. Because it is also implied that he was just on the prowl four years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, how does that work? But anyways, none of the kids know about him anymore somehow. And so he needs a, a way to get his name spread and for people to fear him so he can start a killing again. And his genius plan is to wake up Jason Voorhees from his slumber. Yeah. And have him walk the nine hours. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, that would be drive. I don't even know how long it'd be walk. I don't know. But like walk from <laughs> Crystal Lake, New Jersey to Ohio so he can yep. start killing these kids for him. And the kills will somehow be blamed on Freddy Krueger. Somehow. The kids who don't know his name will somehow learn his name, mm-hmm. realize Freddy Krueger's killing and not this guy in this hockey mask. Who they totally can see murdering people. And then Jason will just leave. Yeah. And Freddy will be able to reign again. And obviously, the plan somehow mostly works, except Jason doesn't leave. Yep, that's the that's the part he didn't count, account for, was Jason not wanting to go home. And Freddy gets mad, and then we get our square off. That's the plot. That's it. And really, all this film is, is Jason's killing people once or twice in this movie. Really. He kills a bunch of people, but like okay. he, he really only comes on to screen and kills people like... A handful of times. A handful of times. He just kills multiple people during those scenes. And then the rest of the movie is either focusing on some characters or focusing on Freddy Krueger trying to pull the strings. Yep. But failing. Horribly. So, yeah. On that note, is there anything you want to talk about, Bob, for this film? Yeah. I I don't... Like, okay. So, like, we're... This is late series slasher for yeah. both series. This is, what, nine in... Nightmare and th- then 11 in Friday? I think this is 8 in Nightmare. 8. Okay, so pretty late into the series, right? Yeah. We're coming in looking for kills and looking for good, like, slasher moments because at this point, we've seen Jason do a ton of stuff. He's even gone to hell. And I'm sure well, we've seen Freddy do some other stuff, too. Gone to hell is... Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I was I, I, You should just say space. Well, he hasn't done that yet. Well, you know, but we saw that movie. It's true. This movie lacks in a lot of those departments that you want from a late series slasher like this, except for the Freddy stuff. I think a lot of the Freddy stuff is fine, but he gets a lot more character moment stuff that you want to see from Jason, too. And you, it just feels so lacking on his front. And a lot of the kills are whatever. Some of them are cool. There are some pretty cool ones. But there's just some like leaps and bounds in logic that I just cannot stand from this film. Yeah. When there's... it comes to some of the kills and some of the, like, plot points a lot of the the way the story happens in this movie kind of feels like it happened just because yeah and i i I do think that's probably my biggest issue with this film 
like you heard me just mention the fact that Jason had to have walked from, you know, New Jersey to Ohio. Yeah. Uh, because both of those locations are established in this film. But also at the end of the movie, the characters drive from Ohio to New Jersey in the span of what seems like maybe 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that where it's just like, I don't understand h- how this worked within the rules of this universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Additionally, like Bob said, this movie is basically a nightmare film. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically about Freddy Krueger. He's the main character. They don't really use Jason all that much. They could have used him so much more. Like, he's in the film, but he's kind of generic killer guy. Yeah. Like, the only thing they're using him for is his name. And it just feels kind of cheap. Absolutely. Um, but also, it's kind of this issue where, uh, and I, I mentioned this to Bob when we were watching the film, where kind of tonally speaking, like Nightmare Films and Friday the 13th films are a little bit different. Friday films tend to be more grounded in reality and realistic, even when they're, you know... <laughs> absurd. Absurd. They're more grounded in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Where Friday f- or where uh, Nightmare Films tend to be, you know, more whimsical and dreamlike. You know, go figure. But tonally, those two things clash. And I do kind of get choosing one over the other. But I mean, even though this film focuses on Freddy Krueger, I think a lot, and gives him some of the more unique moments with like kills and usage of his powers, they feel toned down mm-hmm. from previous Nightmare films. Like, I know you said you like some of Freddy's kills, but they're also just like not super notable mm. in the series at large. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's one kill in the first one that I'm thinking of that is like ten times as good as any kill he has in this film. Yeah, like you know exactly what I'm thinking about too, because it's awesome. And that's kind of just how I feel about Jason's kills as well. Yeah, no, I mean Jason has some cool moments, but it feels like they they really focus on how brutally strong he is, but then follow that up by making him like weak as fuck for no reason. Yeah, like there are so many moments where he'll just like cut someone completely in half and then trip and fall. Or something really, really stupid. Yeah. And it's like, why? It's, again, that issue of things happening for, like, plot contrivance. Yeah. Uh, That's just a very frustrating thing throughout this film. Like, on multiple occasions, Jason just slashes someone in half with a machete. But towards the end of the movie, just gets his machete stuck in a thin piece of wood, and he can't pull it out. It's like, why can't he do that? He would just destroy the table. It doesn't matter. And as he's trying to pull out the machete, uses his other hand without moving and gently brushes someone aside. And then they fly through the air like 10 feet. Smash into a wall. It's like, why is this how this universe works? Mm-hmm. Point being, there's a lot of frustrating stuff like that Yeah. throughout. It just feels so inconsistent. And that's my problem. Like pick, go one way or go the other. I don't care. Just choose one and make that the way the film is. So aside from inconsistencies, I think the next thing I want to mention is, like, the practical, like, gore effects and stuff like that. (sighs) Um, From my understanding of some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff for this movie, they shot a lot of practical stuff. I will say there is quite a bit of practical stuff still included in the film. Yes. But a lot of stuff has just been egregiously CGI'd over with, Mm -hmm. especially, like, CGI blood is everywhere in this film. It's everywhere, and it looks awful. And it doesn't look good, but you can also tell a lot of the times it's covering, like, a practical effect, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, very disappointing. It's so disappointing. Because the CGI, maybe at the time it looks slightly better, but it doesn't look great nowadays. It's so disappointing. 
And so to see it's like wasted effort is frustrating. Mm-hmm. My big thing is like also we talked about it, but there are some you just explained this to me during the film. There are some stunts where you went, yeah, that was originally done practically, and then they read it in CGI. So disappointing. Like I get that maybe they the stunt didn't turn out how they wanted, or like it looked a little funny, but I would have much commended the effort of just leaving it in practically, just because it would have been so much more. I don't know. It just feels so much more like deserved. Fair and enough. Like, more effort is put into doing stuff like that practically because there's some really, really cool stunts that are practical, and I like all that stuff. It also would have, I think, matched the tone of the previous films in both franchises. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they both tend to have a focus on practical effects over mm-hmm. CGI stuff. So they go super CGI in this one is kind of frustrating, especially because it doesn't necessarily look the greatest, and they no. had $30 million. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that's kind of my takeaway from this whole film is that they had $30 million, in like almost twenty years to plan this out, and it doesn't live up to what I wanted. Absolutely not. Because so, I mean, it's hard to live up to expectations, right? I mean, for sure, and especially from like long-running series where like people love it, like people are in love with these franchises, especially horror fans. So the standards are way up here. So it's kind of hard to match that kind of level. But it doesn't even really feel like they tried that hard. Yeah, I mean, one of the most blatant examples of i feel like the script not understanding the characters oh my god is at one point they do this whole expedition dump where they're like baby jason's afraid of water (laughs) which is absurd and we then see a scene where jason literally stops himself from touching water yeah and it's just like what is happening that is never you just made that up you just made that up for this film, which is stupid. Especially because later on in the film, he's just completely fine in water. Yeah, literally chilling. They also seem to imply for half a second that Freddy might be afraid of fire, but then abandon that and don't use it at all. Yep. <sighs> just just a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of stuff where it feels like people made a film about these two characters that they had a loose knowledge of. And also just like plot points that didn't make it into the yeah. whole film. It's, it's dumb. It's yeah. upsetting. All right. Uh, on that note, though, do you want to do the guessing game for who the actors are? Okay. Bob, who's the uh, who's the Freddy actor? I don't know. You don't know? It's not. How do you not know the Freddy Krueger actor? There's no way. It, it Was it still him in 2003? Was it still Robert England in 2003? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. It's actually his last Freddy Krueger film. Oh, it was. Okay. I didn't know if it was still him or not because I didn't know how old he was in 2003. I knew he didn't do it anymore. He's very old now. Yeah, he's very old um, now. And this was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. I didn't know if it was still Robert England. It looked like him, but I didn't want to feel stupid by saying it was him. That It is him, and you get to see him without his makeup at the very beginning of the film. That's how I kind of pinned um, it. But yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And this, this is he went out on this. like He's not in 9, which is the reboot, mm. which kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, he's old, man. And do you want to take a stab at the Jason actor? So there's only one that I know... And it could be the dude from Hatchet 3, but he could be the Jason from the remake. I don't know. I don't remember that guy's name either. The bald guy? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, it's the guy from Hatchet 3. It's the bald guy from Hatchet no. 3. No, but then he's then he's the Jason in the remake for Yeah, sure. I know. I told you that on that episode. No, you didn't. You just told me he was a Jason. You didn't tell me which one he's from. I think I told you he, he was 2009 Jason. You might have. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, no. It's uh, Ken Kurzinger. Oh, okay. Uh, he did stunts on Watchmen, if you're curious. Okay. And also, Robert Engen was Samson in Hatchet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why aren't you more like your sister? <laughs> you always like to quote that scene, bro. <laughs> well, not the whole thing. Not the, you can't. Well, you could quote the whole thing, but it would be problematic. <laughs> I can't. Um, 
movie came out in 2006. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I don't hate this Jason actor. That's fine. He's fine. I just don't think they gave him a lot to work with on God. Yeah, I also... And he does all the stunt stuff cool. Yeah, so. and he doesn't He doesn't look good, though. No, that's another problem I have with this film. Jason uh, don't look good. Yeah, that's kind of been a consistent thing with the new line Jason films, I, I felt like. Do, I just don't know how they don't know how to make him look good. Uh, I mean, I think they've kind of lent too much on the kid Jason design, like, aged up. He just has, like, some some weird shaping going on. Yeah, he just doesn't look... <sighs> intimidating to... enough? Yeah, he's just not... I think he actually looked pretty okay in Jason X. Mm-hmm. And he was cool in 7. Especially Uber Jason. I hate that name, and you know it. I know, but that's the name. I don't care. But my thing is, like, why do they keep switching up his design so much? But I guess if they're basing his design in this off of 9... Kind of carries over a little bit. Yeah. But I don't like the way he looks at nine. <laughs> he, he looks better than nine, though. He does look better than nine. What I do want to mention, and this is this is not me trying to like say anything bad about the Jason actor in this film, Ken Kurzinger, but I do think it's very disappointing that it wasn't Kane Hodder. Me too. Because, like, we've already established, Kane Hodder's my favorite Jason actor. I think he's mine, too. Either him or Ted White. But also, keep in mind... Up to this movie, he had just played Jason four times in the in a mm-hmm. row. He was the only actor that had done that. He'd played Jason for the last, what, 20 years, basically? Yeah. from 8 through 10. Like 87, 89. 89, I think. Yeah. Or no, he was in 7. So yeah, like 88. 80, yeah. So, you know, he's played Jason for 20 years. And for basically the whole time he's played Jason, this project has been in the works. Mm-hmm. And it finally comes around. And they're like, nah. I don't know why they don't cast him. They it just doesn't didn't make want any to. sense. I don't know why, though. That's dumb. From from what I was looking into it, it doesn't seem like it's very clear, especially because they gave him like early versions of this script. What? I'm stunned. And I think he's even said like he never got a, an explicit reason. But from what I can find, it seemed like they maybe just wanted a different Jason actor. Why? Maybe because I think it was to get a Jason actor that played Jason different and was maybe taller. Who cares? But it's just kind of one of those frustrating things of, like, I don't know. I feel like he deserved it. I feel like he deserved it, but also... He's good. He's really, really good at it. And And I'm at the point where, once again, we're in a late stage, like, you know, movie in a series. I don't give a fuck about any of the other characters besides Jason, so make Jason the best you can. And I just wanted to see Kane Kane Hodder, Hodder, Jason, versus Robert England. England Freddy, that's awesome. That's, like, the dream right there. But that... Is basically never going to happen. That's, well, yeah, they're both old now. Yeah. We kind of got close with Hatchet. We did get close with Hatchet. Basically the closest we'll ever get. Closest we'll ever get. The last thing I personally want to talk about here before, like, I'm good. Okay. I I don't know if you want to add anything else. Is the fights between Freddy and Jason. Oh, okay. Because that's, like, kind of what we're all here for. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of the film. And there's basically two. Mm -hmm. There is a dream sequence fight. Where Freddy manages to pull Jason into a dream. Yep. Using drugs. A lot of sedatives. Which is, I'll, I'll allow it, but it's, because like, Jason in this film, he's definitely zombie Jason. He has to be. If he's not, that's insane. Because we see him at the beginning of the film before he wakes up, and he's like a skeleton with a beating heart. Yeah. However, he's very human-like in this movie. Mm-hmm. Very alive-like, I guess is the word. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, maybe the drugs would work. But, I mean, for a straight-up zombie, it's kind of, like, questionable. Sure. That 
sedatives would work on him. My only thing is, like, he still has a human physiology, so I don't see why they wouldn't, because they're just slowing down his heartbeat. Well, sometimes. I mean, remember, coolest Jason is Jason from... Seven. Seven. Yeah. Where he's just straight up bones. Yeah. Definitely doesn't have a human physiology in that one. That's fair. So, again, I think it depends on what version of zombie Jason you have. Right, and this one seemed pretty human. Like he does a bunch of weird things for Jason, like bleeding a lot and coughing yeah. up blood. Mm-hmm. Weird stuff. So I'm gonna say the sedatives, whatever. But yeah, the first fight is in Jason's dream, so Freddy's dream world, and then the second one is in the real world, which I thought was a nice trick of like having two fights and dividing them between both people's kind of like domains. Mm-hmm. Because the thing you got to know here is Freddy's a hundred percent gonna win. In a dream. Oh, yeah. He'll just kick your ass. There's nothing you can do. He basically cheats. He has dream powers. He's basically a god Mm -hmm. in dreams. That's where the famous line, welcome to my world, comes from. It's because it's literally his world. So, of course, during that fight, Freddy destroys Jason. He kicks his ass. Which is expected, and I like that. But the thing is, when you know Freddy's outside of the dream world in real life, he's not human, Mm -hmm. obviously. He's still a weird demon thing mm-hmm. demon ghost thing but he doesn't really have his powers no he's, he's just a guy with finger gloves basically he he's more durable and probably stronger than an average human but he's not yeah a god but jason is super strong good fighter zombie guy <laughs> unkillable and so you know what you really expect is for the real world fight jason to just mow the floor with freddy with freddy and he doesn't he kind of does it at the start. He, he kind of does. I mean, spoiler here, Jason basically wins at yeah. the end. But he just straight up doesn't destroy Freddy Krueger in the same way Freddy destroys Jason in the dream world. Mm-hmm. But also in a way that would have, I think, made sense to me. Like, it's this big fight at the end of the movie. And I, I get the need to lengthen it and make it feel dramatic. And there's a couple things Freddy does that are like... Wow, I can see him outthinking his opponent and being able to, like, kind of hold Jason off for a minute. Like, at one point, he just uses the environment Mm -hmm. to fight Jason. And it's kind of cool because it's very reminiscent of his dream powers, even though he's mostly doing things as a normal person. Mm -hmm. Definitely stronger. And at one point, he definitely teleports. But still. (laughs) With that being said, a lot of the fight to me feels like... It's egregiously lengthened Mm -hmm. because Jason is somehow not destroying Freddy for plot reasons. Yeah. Like there are some moments where it's like Jason should just rip him in half right now. Yeah, because he's randomly not as strong as he's been the rest of the movie or is suddenly feeling pain. Mm -hmm. And so it's just for such a cool fight, I I felt myself kind of taken out of it because I was like, this doesn't feel like it should. No, yeah, and that's totally fair. And I get I get why they want to lengthen it, but also with how badly Freddy demolished Jason in the dream world, on God, Jason should be able to just walk up and rip him in half. Oh, yeah. Like, Especially because that's what ends up happening at the end. Yeah, that's what happens anyway, so who cares? It just feels like he's weak for no reason at mm-hmm. the beginning, and it's, again, it's I, I feel like it's a problem the whole movie has of, like, the plot getting in the way of the story. Mm-hmm. It's also just really inconsistent because we see him just mow down motherfuckers oh, at yeah. one point. And it's like, yeah, he should just body him. But they're slowing it down because they have to. Yeah. I mean, uh, a good example here, though, for, like, direct attacks on Kruger 
is at one point Freddy just like not Freddy Jason chops off Freddy's arm with yeah. like one machete swing, mm-hmm. but in another scene he like hits Jason or Freddy in the body with the same force, and Freddy is completely fine. Yep, it's like inconsistent. It's inconsistent for no reason. Yep, very annoying. I mean, other than that stuff, I do kind of like the final fight. It's kind of fun, and it's kind of what we're watching the movie for. So it is a little underwhelming that it's not as dramatic as we'd hoped it would be. Yeah. But I really don't know how you could balance how OP Jason is with having a dramatic fight. Yeah, because like the issue with the Freddy fight previously is that the one in the dream world isn't dramatic. No. It's just a... It's a slugfest. Yeah. Jason's getting his ass kicked. So, it's... Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you just want to do recommendations at this point? I mean, I had one more thing. Oh, what were, what was it? We haven't really talked about it, but there are other characters in this film besides Freddy and Jason. <sighs> and they're all so mediocre. Yeah. At the minimum. Some of them suck. Some of them are funny. Some of them are funny. Not on purpose. Not though. on purpose. Poor bad writing. There's this one character. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to talk about this. Who just says babe a lot. And the whole time he was on screen. Or anytime he would be brought up, me and Bob would mock him. Yeah. Just egregiously. Oh, my God. Because it's this combination of not great line delivery with bad writing. Mm-hmm. Babe. Babe. What I tell you about smoking cigarettes? And kissing me. <laughs> it's like, dude, shut <laughs> up. So bad. There's also this other character that reminds me so much of, like, a young Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily completely in the face, but just in acting. <laughs> just like... My friends were fucking killed, Dad. It's egregious. so so egregiously similar. Oh, there's also his dad, the oh, Nicolas Cage yeah. dad, looks like Alex Jones. Yeah, he does look like Alex Jones. I will I will admit that at the just a little bit, not exactly. No, but he looked like Alex Jones if Alex Jones wasn't a crazy person. You know what I mean? If Alex Jones was like a normal human being, it wasn't like on the internet screaming about like you know what he screams about. Do you have anything else to say about the characters? Nope. All right, Bob. You can start recommendations. There's there's a really obvious one. Hey, it's the 11th, Friday the 13th film. Yep. It's the 8th or 9th? 8th. It's the 8th <laughs> Freddy film, Nightmare We're film. Struggling. You should watch them if you're watching them in order. Look, if the concept of Freddy versus Jason seems fun to you, watch it. That's what it is. Yep. That's the movie. That's actually the only recommendation I'm going to give for this film. That was my. I was done after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason you should watch this because this, it's so mediocre. Otherwise, it's so mid, bro. So, uh, yeah, Bob, give it a rating. <laughs> Look, I'll say this right now. I don't think it lives up to the premise of Freddy versus Jason. It, well, it technically does. It technically does, but I think it has a lot of other problems. And also, we just finished discussing why we think the Freddy versus Jason fight, the is, main one, yeah, kind of shitty, not great. Looks cool. Looks cool. There are some cool moments. There, see, that's that's my thing. Is this film is like a shit sandwich with <laughs> sprinkles of goodness throughout. There's sprinkles. There are sprinkles, and those are okay. But it's surrounded by poop, and you don't really want to dig through the poop to get to it because it's not really worth it. I like sprinkles. I actually hate sprinkles, and you know that about me. Um, so that's my problem. A reasons I'm gonna. <laughs> I I, I you're giving to, it an A. It's your rating. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain myself. Uh, every character that's not Freddy or Jason kind of blows. They're all uninteresting or stupid. They do a lot of dumb stuff with the plot that just doesn't make any sense for the characters. It's basically just a nightmare film with Jason there to provide kills. Yeah. Which is not something you want because it's like this is Freddy versus Jason, not Freddy 
You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels so lackluster. Biased. Biased, exactly. The writing is pretty bad. They don't know how to give exposition without Freddy just dumping it on you in a long tangent about nothing. I would like to say the script is not horrible, The though. script is not horrible, and the idea isn't horrible. It's just it needs refinement that they somehow didn't put in after 20 years of working on this movie. And that's what sucks. The CGI? Bad. There's some bad CGI. Some of the kills are okay. The practical stuff we get to see is pretty good, not awful. So I'm sitting in a weird spot where it's a pretty mixed bag, but I don't think I can give it a three because I wanted so much more from a Freddy versus Jason film. Yeah. It's lacking in a lot of places. Two? Two. Two? I can't give it a two and a half. I can't. I okay. cannot. All right. Well, I'm kind of in a similar boat here of technically it does give us Freddy versus Jason, right? However, I think there's a lot of problems with the movie. Some acting, some script choices, some of the CGI problems. But also, I think probably the biggest issue for this film, because like by technicality, it should be a three for just delivering Freddy versus Jason, is A, the fact that we just discussed where I, I don't feel like necessarily during the fights, Freddy and Jason feel like Freddy and Jason, mm-hmm. which hard to balance, admittedly, with like the plot. But also, there's just really not a lot of Freddy versus Jason. No. In the movie titled Freddy vs. Jason. You get two fights and they're both, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, most of the film is one or the other. And yeah, I think there's a focus on Freddy. Um, but there is some scenes that are just like Jason and they feel like a Friday film. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just like not a Freddy versus Jason film. It's just no. a movie in which Freddy and Jason are just kind of wandering around. And so I think for a movie whose whole purpose is this one concept, it kind of doesn't give me enough to carry the mm-hmm. film. And the thing is, I don't know if you could make a movie that could do that because... No, I mean, for all the issues I've had with this film, I think the setup for how we get Freddy and Jason together is pretty well thought out. Yeah, no, it's cool. It works. It, it works. It makes sense. There's some issues, but it makes yeah, sense. It makes sense, and it works, and if they had just done it a little differently, it could have been a lot better. And, you know, again, I think I'm going to be hard on this film because it needed to be good. Mm-hmm. that's basically the best way I can say it. It needed to be good. And they also did a lot of things to ensure it would be as good as possible, like giving it a large budget and giving it a lot of time to go through scripts. And so I'm going to be a little harsher on it than I think I would necessarily normally be. So I'm just going to give it a two like Bob. It's like, I don't think it lived up to the hype slash potential it had, Mm -mm. but I I don't think it's like bad. It's still kind of meh. No, it's so mediocre, but it's the expectations, in, man. Yeah, it's in the range I'd normally maybe give it a three or maybe a two and a half, but I'm going to have to give it a two. All yeah. right. On that note, we're going to go to outtakes. I don't know if we'll have any. Like, There'll legitimately. be some. I'll cut something. Bob will I find do. something. Um, so we'll be right back. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a minute. everybody welcome back i hope you enjoyed the outtakes do we have any announcements ben we're almost done with this we're almost there baby we just got the reboot Mm -hmm. next time number 12 so that'll be coming out what wednesday yeah Uh, aside from that you know normal friday episodes so keep watching those i guess aside from that check us out wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify other places we're also on youtube 
which is kind of nice because you can show us some support there with like your likes and your subscriptions. We can see that, and that's really cool. It's also like one of the two places you can communicate with us at. Uh, you can do that in the comment section of a specific video you might want to talk about, or you can go scream at Bob at Beware the Board and tell him why Ben is the better horror host. Kind of a Ben versus Bob situation here. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think I get to be Jason. No, Bob. You live in your fake dreamland of the interwebs. Mm, okay, I guess. Anyway, like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal. So you can see what the movie is before you watch the episode so you don't get any spoilers. Then on Fridays or whenever the episode goes live, I post a link to the episode with maybe an associated meme. So if you've missed an upload or want to know something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Ben, why are you laughing? I'm losing my <laughs> mind over here. If you couldn't tell, I was breaking that entire bit because Ben's just looking at me cackling silently. Piper's vibrating. <laughs> She's panting. She was outside. It's hot. Between recording these, my dog went outside. Now she Ben's looks like she's got the shade. She's just panting, bro. Leave my she dog looks alone. Like she has Pandora. Oh my god, my dog does not have Pandora, nor does she have the shakes. Last thing, check us out on TikTok at Beware the Board and on YouTube Shorts. It's where I post short form content from the show. So if you're into short form content and like the show, check it out. I go through and scrub old episodes for new content, and then clip it and then put it there for you to enjoy. So yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, see you guys next time. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys next time.